Tracy and Neil Colborne on Europe Calling. All the news from the UK and Spain. Europe Calling. Okay, here we are, the 2nd of November. It's uh, not cold, but it is cooler than it has been. I'll keep it nice and simple like that. Um, Not too far away, but a few mountains down the coast. Uh, We should find Neil. So, Neil, what's your weather like and how are you? It's it's not too bad this morning and the sun's just breaking through. It's about 21 this morning. Right. Okay, well, look... um, this, because of what we're seeing, and we can quickly add in, uh, I can't believe the nonsense that's going on at this COP meeting, you know, where you've got Joe Biden turning up with bloody 20 cars and people who've been flying into space for fun telling everybody else how to behave. I mean, it's just nonsense, isn't it? Exactly. I mean... Uh, they're sending people up for a 10-minute ride that, that puts more, whatever they call it, that carbon stuff in air and this, that and the other. You've got Joanna Lunley on morning TV telling us all we should cut down our flying, yet she's been all over the world, down the Nile, down Egypt, somewhere else, all over the world. Oh, it's all right for them to do it, but it's not all right for us to do it. And that amount of cars for one person is an absolute nonsense. And they've had to fly all them cars in from America on another plane. You know what I mean? And I think there were somewhere like 200 private jets being sent into Scotland. Yeah, and they they have to go and park them away from the the places they're flying into. I mean, I've never seen anything quite so ridiculous in all my life. Exactly. Hang on, we're all all told we had to work, uh, work from home. And this, that, and the other, and you could, you know, you could do that FaceTime thing. You know, I'm a technophobe, but that FaceTime thing, or whatever it's called. And why can't they do it from there? <laughs> well, I mean... How does that work? Because you only get one person on stage at a time, so you might as well have his screen up, and then see how they all them react, and then put the next one on, then the next one. You know what I mean? It's a nonsense. I really just uh, find the whole thing uh, is bewildering, because... They give you an education, and we've all been educated, and now it's almost like they're treating us as if we've never seen or heard anything that makes any... Uh, well, we can't make sense of this, because nobody can. Um, no. I, I mean, surely the the one guy that they should be talking to above everybody else, and I've not really heard anything from him, even whether he's there or not, is Brazil, because that's the rainforest there, isn't it? That's yeah, they're chopping more, more of that down than anywhere, and it's the biggest one in the world. But I saw the thing go past on the news that uh, they've signed up to stop chopping half a world down by 2030. So so they've got another, like, nine years to chop as many as they can down and then see what happens then. But what about talking to Putin, India and China? They're the biggest polluters. If they're not there, what's the point in us? Uh, and UK especially, being so small, what what effect is that going off when they're pumping all kinds of stuff out? Well, I've suspected 
all along many, many different strands to this whole thing. But I mean, having just read a few minutes ago that um, that, that China is upping its coal production and then, yeah. y- y- you know, trying to make sense of how everybody else is being asked to live. I mean, you, you know, if on the one hand, everybody else is cutting down, uh, but China's expanding, then obviously it's got to be a little bit more food for the thought for anybody who basically is not too sure whether or not there is something going on um which you know at other levels they don't want to let us know about you know exactly it's like people now are saying to us well you should eat less meat you should do this you should do that hang on it won't give one jot about what we do whether we one steak a month instead of two or three steaks a month or whatever Right, that that won't make any difference when they're belching out all kinds of stuff and not not bothered about doing anything. They have a they have a thing now down in um, is it Cornwall or Devon or somewhere that they're going to open a coal mine because we really need that and it's a different type of coal or whatever to make the steel that we need rather than send uh, get it in from China. Not seen this so, one. This is this is breaking news, or is it um, something that's? No, no, it's been it's been going on a while, but it's, it, it only pops up in little snippets. It's it's an it's like an undercover mine, you know. They, right. they won't be belching out, you know, coal dust, and you know, it, it's and it, it's, it's. I'm sure it's out of Cornwall or Devon, right? And it's it's for uh, the steel industry in UK, <laughs> and it. And and it's 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 gone so far, and now they're just waiting for the final thing to to either definitely pass it. Where it goes to the is it environment secretary or somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're guaranteeing that there'll be no thingy. But this coal doesn't send up as much stuff because it's used in the um, it's a different type of coal or something, and it's used for the steel industry. Well, uh, we can go back to when the uh, communist... That might be a Freudian slip, actually. Uh, When Margaret Thatcher brought in um, the the Canadian guy to decimate the steel industry, you must remember those days. I mean, that was, at the time, very political, wasn't it? You know, to... Yeah, she was was shipping in millions of tonnes from Australia. (laughs) And we already had it in Leeds and, and Lancashire and Yorkshire and everywhere. And we're paying for it to come in from Australia. It's a, how does that work? It's, it's, a, it's ridiculous. Well, I uh, was also looking at the fact that uh, China and Australia are really at loggerheads at the moment because China is after Australia's coal. So, I mean, you you can read so much and read between the lines very, very clearly at the moment. Let's go to what I've got prepared then. So, um, students and staff at Leeds University have demanded senior staff introduce themselves with gender pronouns in meetings. They signed a letter insisting the university's vice-chancellor, Simon Buttonjik, also includes her pronouns in email signatures to show solidarity solidarity with the transgender community simone that'll be sorry uh, lgbt staff and student groups accuse the university of having a deeply entrenched culture of transphobia in the letter sent in august a month before 
uh, the lady took up the job. It called on her to rapidly address and effectively rectify the current discriminatory situation now just before we discuss that i'll just quickly tell you that uh, there's a comment that i picked up from pythos in the north uh, there are lots of pronouns this those such which anything etc people don't have pronouns unlike uh, personal pronouns which we can decide for ourselves and which are used as a way of addressing people pronouns are properties of the grammar of the language they are used by third parties to refer and the choice of which to use in any given situation is the preserve of the speaker and not the referent. I would have thought people attending university would have understood that. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the academic bit. And then Trendy Gran from Newport says, parents were proud, teachers were proud, grandparents were proud, and the people who knew you were proud to know when you went to university years ago. Now people say, so what? And others just laugh. I would be ashamed if my children were involved in what this lot are. There is no respect for anything or anyone these days. And these idiots are going to expect someone to employ them one day. I wouldn't let them through the door because they are trouble with a capital T. I mean, so, me and you, me and you are the same, I think. So how do I, you know, how do I say what I am? Do I just go, I'm Neil Colburn and I'm a male? Fully fledged male. Full stop. Is that it? Um, to be honest with you, I can't give you a definitive answer because it's so <laughs> stupid. I won't. I'm not opening my mind to any nonsense like this because yeah. th these people have had too much airtime, and quite honestly, too many people are paying them too much attention. The reason why all this is going on, in my opinion, is. You wouldn't probably expect me to say this, but it's even related to the likes of what we've been talking about with the coal. There is a, a, a planned takeover of the communist people to try and get everybody absolutely confused. And I read many years ago that the quickest way to defeat capitalism is to defeat the family. Now, if I say, how's Haley?" And you say to me, she's doing well. I know exactly what you mean. If you say, if I say how's Haley and or Anne, and you say uh, they are whatever, um, we both understand where we are. If somebody yeah. says if somebody is and then they go to another made up gender and start trying to make sh make out that we've all been wrong for all these years, uh, I'm afraid it's it's those people that have got it wrong. And if that's what they do at university, the sooner they get off those campuses and get out and get a, get a, get a bit of work done and go and li live properly like ordinary people the better for me well it's it's a nonsense to me as i say i was born male and I'm, I'm still a male as far as i know you know what i mean nothing's changed in my life and you know alien and a female as i know of you know well and that's the gender we were born with and that's the gender i live with but you know you you know this the, the, the same as i do that we've got a big population okay every now and again somebody shows you that they are different okay yeah. nine times out of ten you just say okay let them get on with it yeah no now, problem yeah. when when they try and take over and make it out that it's us that's wrong and these people uh we've all got to change to accommodate them which is a nonsense it's absolutely stupid by yeah. all by all yeah. means i don't wish them any harm but for goodness sake, just fit in.
Exactly. If, if you want to be changing from one sex to another and this, that and the other, I mean, when uh, when gay people came out, I have loads of friends that are gay, right? They're no big problem. They're not trying to change my world or, you know, they, they just want to live with a, a same-sex person. That's, I haven't got a problem with that. But all these that are coming telling me that I shouldn't be, see myself as just a male, I just hang on a minute, I was born a male and I'm still a male and I'll be a male until I die, like, you know. To try and change people just like that through sh screaming and shouting and getting a few idiots together, uh, it's, you see, they should, don't give them air time and then nothing becomes of it. Yeah, well, look, that's exactly what I think. I think the trouble is, I mean, I remember when I went to um, do my degree and there was a guy who used to walk around in uh, one of Hitler's henchmen's clothing. And, you know, people would sort of point him out and explain that, you know, obviously he's a bit, bit odd. Um, but the thing is, that is now to the stage where if there's more of them walking around like that, they're trying to make out that it's us. The, the majority that's wrong and they've managed they've managed to get into key positions in the media to uh, to make people think that there is something that uh, we've all got to change to accommodate whatever new fringe group comes up sorry i, I don't go along that road neither do i Okay, well, we go to the second one, which is junior doctors are plotting to take over the British Medical Association in an effort to launch a series of crippling strikes. All UK news this. Anonymous trainee doctors are reportedly organising on Reddit, that's one of the social platforms, to seek election to senior positions in the BMA in order to steer the organisation to major strike actions. Junior doctors are angry over their pay and conditions, as well as the amount of student debts they face after completing six years at medical school. Under the plan, pro-strike candidates will be nominated to stand for elections with a concerted effort to gain support for radical action. According to The Times, the plan is being uh, organised on on online messaging boards such as that reddit thing i just told you about junior doctors complained that their pay has fallen by 30 percent during the past decades austerity measures and according to a post on reddit uh, can we take over the bma serious question now um somebody writing in from twickenham i'll just give you one of the comments before we look at it nobody said it was easy to be a doctor when you're learning the hours are long the debts you incur are crippling, but your reward is a very decent wage and a more than decent pension, job satisfaction. Well, I suppose that depends on you. That is the uh, absolute nub of the matter, isn't it? I mean, people yeah. going in to be a doctor, they, uh, you know, it is hard work. I do agree that the hours I often think are far too long. I do think that maybe they shouldn't be um, too w weak in the pay. Uh, but later on, they make a fortune, don't they? Exactly. You see, so you, you can't have the apprentice taking over the professor because the professor's been there, seen it, done it, and got the T-shirt. Yeah? But he had to go through the same situation. You can't expect... Say a doctor's on 100 grand. I don't know what they're on, but say it's on 100 grand. So you're going to get these... Uh, junior doctors want to be paid hundred grand, but then they want more when they when they get you know when they become a professor. But when it works the other way, 
they'll not like it when they become the professor and the young whippersnappers are trying to trying to shove them out of the pay of the pay scheme. Well, I mean, they, they call it a practice, and it's no wonder they call it a practice because you never know for sure, do you, whether or not they're going to make a mistake and you're the person they're practising on. So, you know, exactly. then you, you've got to have a lot of years to go through that because otherwise, um, yes, it's going to be um, a, a long, hard process, but nobody, I think, really feels that badly about the doctors and the money that they get when they, you know, when they finish all that and start, um, they've earned the stripes. So they, they should be well paid, shouldn't they? Exactly, yeah. But while you're learning... Well, you're learning, you know, you're on a lesser rate of pay. It was the same with all, every apprentice, whether it be a bricklayer, joiner, plumber, electrician. Once they get, you know, know, know all the things about it and how to do it, you're obviously going to get more money. That's how, that's how life works all the way through, apparently. You know. Yeah, well, th that's the way I've seen it, and uh, you know, I've, I've I've got quite a few friends who are doctors, and, and uh, over the years, obviously, um, some of them have gone from being uh, I won't say a pauper, but certainly they've certainly gone to have a few bob, uh, which is not begrudged in the slightest. Now, I thought exactly. what I'll do. Exactly. Um, I, I looked a little bit more about uh, the whole situation. I looked for other little bits and pieces for this jigsaw puzzle around other papers. Now, NHS bosses need to start offering taxpayers value for their hard-earned money. This is critics pleading in the face of damning data showing the system, the NHS system, is performing worse for patients than it was a decade ago. Yesterday, it was revealed the government's spending on health has risen by nearly 40% since 2010, despite other crucial parts of the country's infrastructure getting as little as 3% extra over the same time frame. One Conservative think tank fears the NHS will swallow up even more billions from the public purse and be back shortly demanding more unless ministers fix the holes in the system. The comments came after the Mail Online uh, making an analysis showed England's health service now has 20,000 fewer beds than it did in 2010, which critics say it gave less room to cope with the COVID crisis and left the government floundering to protect the NHS, which will get uh, 38.7 billion in 2021-22. Statistics also revealed the NHS waiting list for routine procedures such as hip and knee replacements has more than doubled in size to the brink of 6 million with no increase in the number of treatments being carried out over the past decade and the number of patients having to wait at least 12 hours to be cared for in A&E has consistently increased every year. At the same time, it now has 180,000 more staff than it did a decade ago, including nearly 350,000 nurses. Now, um, you don't see that side of it normally, do you? No, no. Doctors and nurses deserve a decent pay. They're looking after everybody's health, right? Nobody's begrudging them that. But what people do get sick and tired of is there's that many stages, like the, the top men at all these uh, National Health Trusts, yeah, they're on fortunes and don't do anything and don't know anything about what the doctors and, and nurses know or do. You need to chop the top off first and, and then, you know, get the bottom, the bottom half. You know, get your foundations, which are your nurses and your doctors. The, uh, these, uh, these pen pushers and 
and all that. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, I did spot a couple of things. Meanwhile, the average NHS employee now makes £35,000, 20% more than they did 10 years ago. Nurses and health visitors receive an average salary of 34730 compared to 29000 in 2010. Midwives make 34000 up 13%. Ambulance staff make 43429 That's up 21%. And in general practices, the GP contractors make an average of 121800 per year. That's up 11%. Salary <laughs> GPs make uh, 63,600. That's 9% more than they did. Um, fury erupted early this month uh, because of the rise of the part-time GP with campaigners demanding family doctors work a minimum number of hours a week in return for their taxpayer-funded training. Data from a government-backed study shows the average GP was working just 6.6 .6 sessions each week before COVID, down from 7.5 a decade ago. Uh, now, there's a com comment from Middlesbrough. Since government decisions seem to be made after studying the science, why on earth are we pouring more cash into this money pit? These figures and graphs prove beyond doubt that the NHS provides an appallingly poor service despite the army of managers. I mean no disrespect disrespect to hospital doctors and nurses who like the british taxpayer deserve far better but the system is irrevocably broken the nhs needs to be dismantled and relaunched to provide the basic cares it was originally founded to provide too much money is spent pandering to the indolent lazy and greedy at the expense of those that need real help politicians see that the service through rose-tinted glasses completely out of touch with the majority of the British uh, public now the interesting thing about that is the way everybody was was manipulated um, to make sure that you know it was all about the NHS um, you know you didn't really know whether you were coming and going with buses turning up with big numbers on the side and you know all yeah. this sort of stuff really is, um, again, I think this is part and parcel of, of a confusion tact tactic. Um, some of those salaries don't look too bad, do they? Oh, uh, well, I'd settle for one, would you? I think so. I don't think any exactly. teachers, are getting, teachers aren't getting that sort of money, that's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> and let's be honest, you see, if, if, you, pay, if you spend more money investing on keeping keeping people healthy, keeping people out of hospital, then obviously that probably would be better spent because then those people could probably work and, you know, make money to pay taxes, etc. You know, it's... Yeah. You okay. see, there's, there's no profit in a cure at all. There's no profit in cure because that's why, you know, your Pfizer's and all the big, all the big drug companies, they, they don't want to give you a complete cure for anything. They want to keep giving you these tablets so they can keep making massive profits. And as you were talking about before, as I was, the managers, them, them managers need need absolutely chopping off at the, at, the, at the legs and start again. Put somebody up there, an older professor or a, another, an older consultant, they know what to, you know, what, what they're ordering and what, what it should be. Don't be putting these, because they work for Cadbury's or Dunlop or whoever, and just put them in a job because they can shove some paperwork around. It, start with somebody who knows how, how it runs and how it works. 
Well, I, I remember getting into all sorts of discussions with people uh, when I was studying, you know, and I'd gone in as a business manager from, from a, a food company. So, you know, I'd seen a bit of the world. And, you know, the, the thing is they keep trying to explain that any manager can go in and do any job in any company. And I don't believe yeah. that. I think if you yeah. don't know the business from the, from the floor upwards... Um, I think really you struggle, especially if you've been fast tracked from a university program where for four years, a lot of your life has just been about getting tanked up and having a bit of fun. So that's the way I feel. Well, when I worked for chloride batteries, as you know, I worked for them for nearly 30 years. Right? If we got a new works manager, he had to go and do a full week on full shifts of every department that was in there. So he knew how everything worked before he he could you know take over the you know running the running the factory. He had to go in every single department. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one is MPs have been warned that the teaching of white privilege is rife in schools, following a dossier that revealed pupils are being given politically based that probably mean biased lessons on police racism and colonialism teachers are facing accusations of introducing pupils to politically biased or politically based learning materials in lessons about racism um education secretary nadim sawi earlier this month warned against schools teaching about white privilege as if it were a fact and said it was a contested view that could push partisan politics onto pupils His intervention came in response to a report by the Commons Education Committee which said that teaching white privilege could be against the Equality Act. The report added that telling children they are different because of their race is unlawful. However, a dossier submitted to Mr Zawi this week included details of cases in which schools around the country have allegedly partaken in politicised teaching. This is according to The Telegraph, the Free Speech Union's file contained references to examples within 15 different schools across England. One example, that the Piggott School in Berkshire, where parents are said to have raised concerns about a classroom resource named A Kid-Friendly Guide to Social Justice Terms. A teacher at a secondary school in Kent is also understood to have compared former US President Trump to Adolf Hitler during a history lesson, according to the dossier. At another secondary school in Lewisham, South London, uh, pupils were told that they were privileged by virtue of being white. Tory MP Jonathan Gullis said earlier this month the phrase white privilege was racist and extremist. Um, this is all this is all being politically maneuvered i see it all being part of all that thing i was saying about earlier you know um anybody who's in teaching and uh, you know sometimes i remember when i first started teaching i thought nobody checks on what people are doing and what they're saying and we remember from the london school of economics many years ago they were all very left-wing when I went to college, I heard lots of left-wing stuff. You know, when you had, had a right-wing point of view, they, you, they jumped on that straight away. I mean, this is what's going on. And quite honestly, you only have to look at the adverts on telly to see <laughs> there's back in it pr- pretty high places. Exactly. It's just, it's all propaganda. And, but you, you, at one time, you, 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 you had people going into schools, you know, to check what they were, you know, what the curriculum was. 
Now, they don't bother. No, nobody seems to bother about anything. Um, but then the shout loudest, get the biggest, you know, get, get the biggest crowds. You know, I, and it, it could be totally wrong what they're shouting, but because nobody else seems to jump in and say, just hang on a minute, hang on here, you, you know, you're talking a load of rubbish, it, it just carries on. Well, it, it started off that they didn't really have a uh, just one way of teaching and, and the content, you know, the curriculum. Uh, it was pretty free and easy around the country, and then they seemed to tighten that up. Um, but now it would appear that it's got looser and looser. And let's be honest about it. If you're any ordinary teacher and you've got something you feel strongly about, your bias is bound to come out one way or another. Now, exactly. very often I would, if I wanted to say something that I knew was political and I felt it was really, you know, something that should be said, I would say to everybody that I was, especially only when I was with um, the further education, older students, I'd say, now, look, I'm, t- I'm going to say something political. So please, you don't have to agree with me. I'm just saying this so you need to think about it and find out for yourselves whether I'm right or whether other people maybe have got better points of view that you want to listen to. Anyway, um, you know, it, it's pretty obvious that uh, you, you can see the country is being totally and utterly changed and its ideas put in. And you can even see brazenly last night. Um, I'm not saying this is wrong, by the way, but it's open and you can see it. I've always been saying, look, look at the soaps. Look at the way EastEnders and, uh, and Coronation Street and uh, Emmerdale, they force issues and like they've forced all the, the gender stuff and, and um, you know, they, they force all these issues. And then because you've got this big climate change immediately last night, you've got Coronation Street and um, Emmerdale and the others all doing climate change. Now, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I used to think this was called brainwashing. Of course it is. Of course it's brainwashing because they put it, they, they've, they've got the best thing there because they're, they're massive shows, right? So people are telling them up above, listen, we need to level this there. We don't want to be, you know, don't want me running against the wind and this, that and the other, you know, blowing into the wind. No, listen, I thought, current, well, when I was younger, Coronation Street, right, was just a normal part of everyday life. And it's just gone way, way, way beyond all that now. You know, they, they might have the odd thing that, that we can we, we can see that's normal life, but most of it now is like, what's going on here? You know? Well, the funny thing is, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago I said to Anne, isn't it funny, you know, you're talking about a place in Manchester, totally football-obsessed area, and you never hear any football at all. Nothing. And yeah, then exactly. and then suddenly exactly. and then suddenly there were a couple of Stockport County um people you know made an odd comment Stockport County do me a favor and then you know you never hear anything uh, about Manchester United or Manchester City and um you know and yet the, the the minute they want to put an issue in they can stick it in I'm going to play a quick jingle and we come to our last uh, talking point won't be a second let's play the jingle okay. first no problem. It's Tracy and Neil Coburn. It's Europe calling. What's in the news this week, especially from the UK and from Spain? Europe calling. 
okay so i've got that one out of the way and our last one today is right up your street england's euro 2020 finalists have been told to suck it up after being left short changed as a row over pay threatens to engulf their world cup build-up it's been revealed the football association officials were forced to make an embarrassing adjustment to the way they paid the squad on the advice of the tax authorities a source close to the players said they were not impressed by the way the FA have handled the situation, which could jeopardise a new contract with the squad for commercial and sponsorship work. Not only did they miss out on the big football prize when they suffered a heartbreaking defeat by the Italians, but the bonus was slashed to £5.25 million. The squad, who had pledged to donate the cash to NHS charities if they won the tournament in the summer, were expecting to receive £300,000 each but instead pocketed £200,000 each. FA officials made the adjustment after being advised by the Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs they had to pay a higher rate of tax on these bonuses. Now, um, had, had you heard that and uh, what did what did you think? No, no, you know, you know what I did a bit. I played for uh, City and Halifax and Rochdale. Let me tell you, Vince, if somebody would have said to me, right, you're going to go and play for England. I wouldn't, I wouldn't care one bit about the money. I just want to wear that shirt. And that's where football came from, where it's gone through a lot, and now money's just taking over everything. I mean, you're looking, as you say, at Ronaldo, 500 grand a week, taxpayer. I'd wear that England shirt for nothing. And so would all the old players. If you get a few quid as well, that's fine. But... Just to play for England with three lions on your shirt, you would have done it for nothing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I mean, the thing is, they're earning such huge money anyway these days um, yeah. that, you know, if if basically, um, if they'd been saying that they were going to give it all to the NHS anyway... There should That's be a, there should be absolutely no messing about at all with this because exactly. um, you know they they'd made that statement so we all thought what wonderful people and then suddenly it's a big problem because they've got they, they've they decided that there are tax implications that anybody else would have to pay anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here's one for you. I I when I was at Manchester City, I paid in ten shillings and sixpence to the PFA the Professional Football Association, right? And then when I went to semi-pro, I, I didn't carry on pay, paying it then because I, I had the job at Chloride, right? Up to today, now, I get £4.80 a month off the PFA, and it were in 1960, I think it was about six. It might have been around 68, 69, when, when I paid that in to PFA. And it's index-linked. <laughs> There you go, I'll get £4.80. Well, you'll get a couple of coffees, that's the main thing. <laughs> it's a nonsense, Neil. You know, the the, the the things that we've all accepted in our lives, thinking that we were doing the right thing, and, you know, um, I was talking to Eric on, on the podcast earlier, and, uh, you know, he's telling me that a, a, a message flashed up on his phone while we were using whatsapp we are recording your conversation i thought that doesn't it just say it all yeah yeah that, that's good that yeah because you can you can listen in to anything we're only normal guys that have lived normal lives so 
anything you, you know you're telling me that you're, you're going to listen in to me that's fine but don't come back trying to you know trying to twist things to suit your own you know your own propaganda yeah you know what i mean they make me laugh it's, it's a nonsense well, brother, hey, everybody said big brother will be watching you mm. let me tell you it's been watching you for donkey's years and now this internet thing anybody can listen to you yeah i i think really we've all been sold a pup and you know it's like uh some of the things which uh you know the especially the gay issues and sometimes the race stuff uh but certainly uh you know it's like washing your daily linen in public and you yeah. know it's like the there's the australian footballer has come out so what? Yeah. Nobody would yeah. have heard of him. Nobody. Right. And then right. Gary Lineker. <laughs> Gary Lineker says he's brave. You know, let's be honest about it. Gary Lineker, you talk a load of rubbish at times. You, you, yeah. You'd be better just to keep your private life private, wouldn't you? Yeah, but nobody's making a big out about it because he's come out and said, well, I'm gay. Listen, how many times did we jump in showers? Naked. Well, they, were, they weren't showers then. They were one Dude, big bath. Big bath, you wasn't were dirty it? When you come out, I'll tell you then something. You, you, you didn't well, we're like all in bath together. You know, whether you, you're gay, you're straight, you're whatever, it don't matter. You didn't like you're dropping the soap, bath. Neil. You did not like. I didn't. Uh, you didn't like to drop the soap in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Neil. We'll leave it there. Great, to, great to talk, and um, okay, look forward to next week's chat. All right, speak to you soon. All the best. Look Cheers, after Paul. yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.